Welcome to the All Your Decisions Podcast. If you are looking for a personal development podcast that is unfiltered and authentic, you've come to the right place. Each week, we bring you the best ways to make better decisions in every aspect of your life. Get ready for an up-close and personal conversation with your hosts, where they will discuss how to lead a better life through better decisions. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and CK. Guys, it's Pete here. Very good to see all of you again. So for those of you who are tuning in tonight, I'm going to go through something that has been in the news for the last two weeks, okay? And it has been sweeping through the country. Everyone is talking about it. And it is not the election, <laughs> okay? All right, guys. So for those of you who are in Singapore, the Singapore election season is over. Let's focus back on what is important right here uh, in, in the investing world, okay? So for me and Sean, every Monday, we will bring you the best content that we have right now about the current news and also about any stocks that we might look at. And today, I'm going to go through something that is really a lot of misinformation, okay? Now, what is misinformation? Misinformation is actually not about ignorance, all right? A lot of people say that, oh, they, I don't know this, I don't know that. But no, these days, we have way too much information, okay? So guys, if you can hear me, all right, can you type in the comments, type in information, okay? Type in information. And really, we are suffering from way too much information, and that's why... Uh, together with the Next Level team, we have decided to bring to you guys the best content that we can gather, all right, in the market. So that, you know, if you have other subscription here and there, you know, join other groups, guess what? This is all you're going to need, all right, at the Next Level group. Now, so those of you who have not joined the Next Level group to get all the best content that we have, you may be watching this from my Facebook profile or my Facebook page. Let me strongly encourage you to join us at this group, okay? So let me... Uh, put that in right now, okay? So you can see my comments right now. This is the link to the group, all right? So everything in there is for public consumption, all right? It's for you to make the best decision for yourself. Now, there is more than just investing. You will learn about sales. You will learn about business. And really, is our part, all right? Doing our part to really help the society at this tough period of COVID to give you guys the tools, the information, and the knowledge to act on it and also maybe create a business on your own, all right? Okay, so guys, uh, if you can hear me right now, type in start in the comments and we'll start very, very, very soon, okay? So let me say hi to a few people, yeah? Okay, uh, we have Nicholas, okay, Nicholas is here, CK is here, Gareth is here, Gordon, hi Gordon, Yoksan, my man Yoksan, you're always here, fantastic. All right, Felicia is here as well. All right, Halloween is here. Veronica, how are you, Veronica? Haven't seen you in a while. Wendy is always here. Wendy is here as well. All right, GY is here. All my students are here. All right, Christina. All right, Rufrika, Rufrira, if I pronounce it wrongly. All right, Griffin, bear with me. Oh, there's a there's a bear market here. Frank the bear. <laughs> okay, some of you, you didn't put your name, so I'm not quite sure who you are, but it's okay, all right? We're just going to say hi to everybody. Uh, Eliza is here as well, okay? All right. Few more. Hong Zhu is here. Victor is here as well. All right. Joyce is here as well. Hi, guys. Okay. So, we're just going to start very, very soon. Okay. So, right now, uh, what we see in the market is that the US market has been going up, 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 up. And really, 
what happened in the last two weeks is that the attention shifted to another group. It shifted to another investment uh, powerhouse in the world. And that is none other than China, okay? The land of the five star and the red flag, right? So it's none other than China. And this time it's not about Hong Kong, right? It's not about China oppressing Hong Kong or anything, but it's actually about the Chinese stock market that has been overlooked from the, uh, for the longest time, okay? So today I want to go through some of this and I just want to make sure that you guys are properly informed of what's happening, okay? So, hey, Gary is here as well. Gary, hello. Cherries is here. Jintie is here. All right. Okay, I have no idea the name, but fantastic. This is, this is something that we like to do. Uh, we always love to share insights with you guys, okay? No problem on that. All right, you're most welcome. Okay, so let me go through very quickly. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about, or tonight I'm going to talk about the Chinese stock bubble. All right. Now, guys, how many of you are invested in the Chinese stock market? Can you type the ticker symbol of the company that you're invested in in the chat? All right. In the comments, type it in. All right. Is it Tencent? Is it Alibaba? Or which, which company is that? All right. Just type it in. You can type the ticker symbol or the full name. But I want, you, I want to acknowledge you if you're investing and because you're right here to learn about how to look at the Chinese stock market. Okay. So tonight we're going to talk about the Chinese stock market or the China stock market as some news outlet call it. But really the, the key thing is why are they calling it a bubble? Okay, why are they calling it a bubble? Okay, so let me just see a few guys, right? Some of you all say uh, Baba, some of you say JD. I think there's, uh, there's what else? There's uh, PDD and there's FXI, which is an ETF. Okay, there's so many, so many things, all right? Gary is like all four letters all four numbers right so these are hong kong ticker symbols okay hong kong ticker symbols okay some of your wrote about ping an and one person unfortunately invested in lucking coffee all right uh, good luck to you <laughs> okay uh, by the way those of you who don't know about lucking coffee please go and watch my previous previous video all right we talk about lucking coffee actually in the next level group okay so go and join the group and you can see that video from here okay some of your wrote 10 cent as well okay so let's go into what's happening in china right now but why people call it a bubble is because a lot of people compare it, right, to what happened in 2015, okay? And many people don't remember 2015 because all we remember was 2008 when the US stock market collapsed, okay? But actually, China had their own little stock market crash in 2015, okay? So what happened in 2015 is that the Chinese stock market, the Chinese stock market went up 120% in about 16 months. That equates to almost uh, every month, it went up by close to 10%. 8%, 9%, 8%, 9%. It keep on going up, okay? And back then, you know, uh, for example, by February of 2015, people are saying, you know, wow, this is a bull run. You should, uh, let, me, let, me, let me highlight for you, yeah? You should bet on the state giant, okay? Wow. Growth, you know, will spur the painting to unlock the hidden potential, okay? In April 2015, they talk about the bull market has just begun. It's not a bubble. This is Reuters. Okay, the one above is uh, Business Times and the one below is Reuters. Okay, and here we see Bloomberg telling you and they got an expert from Macquarie telling you we are in the middle of the bull run in June 2015. Okay, and people are saying it's just beginning and this is BBC, right? But what happened Exactly. Let's go through the timeline here. Okay. So the timeline here is actually this. In November, it started to climb. 
By January, they had a little fall, but it continued, went up, go up, up, up until June 12th. That's where it reached the high point for Shanghai index at about 5,000 points. And that's where things start to go terribly wrong. And in the end, the whole index ended off at close to 2,700 points. That is approximately a 40% drop from its high. Okay, so it's very comparable to what we saw in March. And can you see across this timeline, right? It was actually a build-up until June, then it started collapsing. But can you see how many of them, right, were still betting at the height of the crash? Can you see that? April, June, February. Okay, this guy is a bit more accurate, right? January is a bit better. But majority of the news outlets tend to get the timing wrong. Okay, tend to get the timing wrong. And this actually reminded me that, you know, guys, if you want to invest, right, should you read the news? Right? Guys, do you read the news when you invest? Can you type in the comments? Do you actually read the news religiously when you invest? If you do, type in yes. If you don't, type in no. All right? I want, to, I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what are you guys doing because I don't want this to be a one-way ticket thing. Right? I don't want this to be one-way conversation. I want this to be two-ways because I want to share with you something that's very important at the end of this lecture. All right? So stay tuned for that. Okay? So, so now we know what happened in 2015, right? Okay, so let's find out what happened in 2020 right now. Okay, and we are seeing this. We are seeing, for example, the U, uh, the China stock market jump 6%. It's not a good thing, right? Um, it talks about, you know, the China stock market just went into bubble and the US could be next. And they talk about, wow, rise in margin lending stock fears of China bubble. Right? These are the news outlets. And if you have been watching the news, reading the news, guess what? All you will be thinking about in your mind, other than the recent election, will be, wow, Chinese stocks are in the bubble. Okay? But the real thing is this. If you're going to invest in the market, you cannot be just making your decision based on the news outlet. All right? Because these guys, frankly, are notoriously bad, as you can see in 2015. So guess what? In 2020, do you think they'll be a lot better in making this prediction? Okay? I don't know. But the thing is this. I don't want to depend on them. I want to do my own homework, all right? My own research, my own due diligence, okay? So guys, can you all type in homework, okay? Type in homework, all right? So very good. Some of you wrote, uh, some of you all write, no, I'm not watching the news. George says no, but some of you actually say yes. All right, Karen say no, all right? Fantastic. Nicholas say yes, but he will do the opposite. That's very interesting, all right? That's like one, one method. Uh, Jaden say with a pinch of salt, uh, some people say partially. Some people say I watch the news of the company, all right, which is fantastic. Okay, and some people say, "Hey, uh, how long will the news last before the crash?" <laughs> okay, so the truth is, I'm not sure. But let's take a look at when we do our homework, right? What is the market showing right now? Okay, so fantastic. Everyone here is going to do their homework, so let's go into that. All right. Now I've done some homework for you, so I don't want you to use this as the N or B or. All right, I want you to use this as the beginning as a start of your research, okay? I give you a good foundation. Please don't stop there, right? Now, the first thing is this. Take a look at the chart first, all right? This is the Shanghai Index, and it's actually 2015 when it went up, and this was the high. And across a period of uh, close to one year, it went up 150%, all right? Depending on where you start to plug your data, okay? So 150% in a year. This is the same index right now in a year as well, okay? But this is how it went up. Now, 
it looks a lot more crazy than this. Am I right to say that? Am I right? This is look kind of look gradual, kind of look fine, and this looks scary. And that's what makes everybody, you know, pee in their pants or, or pardon my language, you know, they poop in their pants. But when you look at the percentage, guys, this was a 150% increase in a year. And this is also a one-year chart and the market only went up by 13%. Okay? In fact, before the recent climb, it was actually at a zero percentage point. So just by looking at this, you will know that although the parabolic jump looks scary, but you know that we are nowhere close to 150%. We are at a 13% increase. Okay? So if anything, we are probably like right here right now. All right, so that's my first clue. That's my first clue that I had when I researched. Okay, next thing I want to say is that not every time is the same. Now, I strongly agree with a lot of investors out there. These four words are the most dangerous word in the world. Because when you invest, you cannot keep saying that this time is different because history certainly doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Okay, do you guys agree? History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Can you all type the word rhyme in the comments? Okay, type in the word rhyme in the comments. Okay, very, very good. I want to see you guys. All right, some of y'all talk about homework. Fantastic. All right, Chiwa say we have a pinch of salt. Fantastic. And uh, Ruf Rira is saying that, you know, news is too, too late sometimes. Fantastic. All right, these are great information. Okay, but the, the history does rhyme once in a while. So let's see if it's rhyming this time around. Okay, so let's see if it's rhyming. Now, the first thing is this. I noticed that this time around, there's not so much margin lending. Okay, not as much on margin lending. Why? Because in the 2015, the, the Chinese government learned a lesson. Is that if you let the people go wild in borrowing money, it's going to cause a stock bubble that is not sustainable. Okay? So the total financing margin right now is about 260 billion US dollars. 260 billion dollars. Okay? Which in retrospect, for a total country size, is not a lot is not a lot just to give you a perspective the us just pumped in two to three trillion dollars into the market through their safe covid package okay and over here you can see that although it's approaching 1.3 trillion renminbi or yen okay which is 260 billion us dollars it is barely half of the 2015 peak barely half back then the borrowing was a lot higher okay 100% higher than the current one, okay? So, to give you some percentage to grapple in your mind, right? The 2015 borrowing rate was 10% of the total market size. That means out of the whole market, 10% was actually being borrowed. No one actually had real money on that. It was a borrowed cash. Whereas right now, we are looking at a mere 4%, okay? So, the second clue I had is margin lending. Okay, guys, can you all type in the comments? Type in margin lending. That was the second clue I had. Half the margin lending. All right, so that means this is not really a real bubble. In fact, if anything, it's half the size of the bubble. Half the size of the 2015 bubble. Okay, so guys, by the way, if you have any questions, put in the comments below. Later at the end of the session, I will um, reply you guys, okay? Now, the next one is this. If you want to read news, okay, try to read broadly. A lot of you just read BBC, CNBC, or the CCC, or, or, C, or whatever, right? But try to read the Chinese news to have a better perspective. And for those of you who don't read Chinese very well, like myself, congratulations! The Xinhua Net or Xinhua Wang in China actually has an English version. Please read that. 
don't just read the outside news. Read the English news version of the Chinese uh, news. Okay, the English version of Chinese news. So one thing that got me thinking is that, is this rise in the stock market a sustainable one? And one clue that I got was from the Beijing government's initiative, and they call it the infrastructure build-up, all right, over here, and housing. But overall, it's a 250 billion yen, approximately 35 billion US dollars, okay, to build infrastructure, to build housing, to build development. This is what we call fiscal spending. That means the government is going to spend this money to build things, and guess what? They're going to require corporate companies to help them to build things as well. And when I say infrastructure, don't just think about railways and housing, or right? not just that. It's going beyond that. Things like 5G, AI, data computing. So let's take a look and see which are the companies that will stand to benefit from this. Okay, because this bill has been talked about since last year, right? They have not fully implemented it. So I believe this is not baked into the stock price yet. Okay, so let's take a look. Okay, uh, yeah, this is just a repeat, right? So $2 trillion in total, okay? in renminbi into the china market so the first one is this 5g infrastructure all right so immediately you can see some companies like huawei zte china mobile china telecom china unicom these are the three main chinese telco carrier okay so what are they going to do they're going to build 600,000 5g base station in the whole country okay ensuring nationwide 5g coverage by 2025. That's not very long from now, you know. That's a that's a that's a mere five years away. Okay, this is going to really accelerate the urbanization of China. Okay, and that brings me to other parts. For example, AI. All right, over here you can see Alibaba, you can see Tencent, Baidu, Huawei. All right, these are all AI trials they're going to do by 2023, and they're going to build data centers to support all this. All right, once again. Tencent mentioned again, Alibaba, Huawei. Um, to be very honest, I don't think they will give it to AWS and Intel. Okay, um, I got this from a from from a source, but I really don't think they'll give it to US company. Okay, but anyway, the good thing is that you can invest in Tencent and Baba or, or Huawei in the future when they are properly listed, just by investing in China. Okay, next, for example, industrial internet. All right, to connect the digital enterprises. So once again, very similar companies here. Uh, these companies, I'm not so certain, but you look at the high-speed rail, these are companies you can look at as well. Okay, and lastly, we're looking at EVs. Yeah, EVs, up-and-coming electrical vehicles. All right, you can see over here, once again, Huawei, BYD, all right, and State Grid Corp. These are companies you can actually access right now through the markets. Okay, so with so much fiscal spending, I really don't think uh, this increase in the stock price is like a not sustainable one. All right. It doesn't mean that it's 100% sustainable, but it does tell you that there's some real substance to this bull run. Okay, And these are all taken from the company, uh, the, the, the nation's think tank and also company announcements. Okay, And the, this is the third clue, right? So the third clue is that there's fiscal spending. And the fourth clue I had was, actually, if I'm an investor right now, right, if I'm so afraid of COVID, okay, guys, are you all afraid of COVID? If you're afraid of COVID, can you all type in the word COVID, C-O-V-I-D? Do you think that COVID is going to affect the economy? If you think COVID will continue to affect the economy, type in the word COVID, C-O-V-I-D, sorry, C-O-V-I-D. Okay, I'm just going to drink some water first. Super excited. I have so much to share with you guys, okay? All right. 
Okay, fantastic. How is saying COVID? All right, all you guys, COVID, right? So, so if you were an investor, right, where would you want to invest right now? Do you want to invest in a country that is handling COVID very well or a country that's handling COVID very poorly? Certainly, you want to invest in a country that's handling COVID very well. Why? Because the better they handle COVID, it means there's a higher chance for them to reopen the economy faster and their overall economy will recover faster. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm trying to say? All right? Countries that can handle COVID well will be able to reopen their business, reopen restaurants, reopen malls, and in fact, have cross-trades, tourism, all get started for them. Right? So let me ask you, this is the United States, and these are active cases. And I prefer this as an indication because it tells you the number of people still infected in the country. And this only keeps climbing for the US. Can you see that? Okay. How about China? This is China. This is China. This is China with one over billion population versus United States. All right. And they have at a peak 60,000 active cases. And right now, United States is reaching 2 million active cases at the Singapore in time. All right. So now, guys, the main thing is that, of course, we can say we don't know whether the Chinese cases are valid, are real. So one thing I encourage you guys to do beyond this foundation introduction, right, is go and talk to people who are really in China. And I've been talking to them and they do give me the feedback that, you know, it is really, really under control. People are feeling much safer now. People are going out now. And whenever there's a small cluster, guess what? Because the Chinese government is so hard-handed, they're going to clamp everything down. Okay? So I don't know. If you are going to invest in the economy that's going to recover, who do you think will recover faster, guys? Can you all type in the comments? Do you think US will recover faster or China? Type in US or China. Okay? What do you think? Type in US or China. All right. So the next thing is, I want to look at valuation. All right. Now, some of you may not know valuation yet. I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown on what it is. And the most common valuation we use is none other than the price to earnings ratio. Now, um, the, this is the, the Shanghai Stock Exchange website and they got it wrong. Right? It's not ration, it's ratio, okay? So somebody working in SSE, please correct this mistake. It's very glaring. Okay, anyway. Now, what is price to earnings ratio? Price to earnings just tells you the price of the stock market now versus the earnings of the company in the market. And generally, you want it to be as low as possible, meaning it's cheaper. Okay, when it's very high, it's very expensive. But what number is expensive? What number is cheap? And the simplest way is to compare to the historical P-E ratio. All right. In the past, what has been the historical P-E ratio been? So right now, we know the P-E ratio is about 16 times. And if we look at what we call the Schiller P-E, that means it's taking the last 10 years P-E and they average it out, it's about 15 times. Okay? Last 10 years, average it out, is about 15 times. Right now, it's about 16 times. It did climb a fair bit in the last two weeks. End of June, it was 13 times, and right now it's 16 times. Okay, last two weeks are 13 July, and this is 30th June. But if you look at it, does this tell you that the market is overvalued? Yeah, of course, the P ratio is over 15, it's 16, but it's not a lot overvalued. Okay, it's not a lot overvalued. If anything, you look at the US right now, US looks tremendously overvalued compared to its past ratio. Okay, so this gives me another clue, right? Because everyone look at the market right now, right? They use this index. It's called a CSI 300. 
Okay, CSR 300 is basically the top 300 companies from Shanghai Exchange and Shenzhen Exchange coming together. They choose the top 300 and they give it an uh, index. Okay, and a lot of people say that, wow, it's very, very close to a historical high, right? Guys, look at this. Historical high is over here. And right now we are at 4,800. It looks crazy. It looks super high. But guys, this is not the only index. This is not. Okay, in fact, why do you want to look at a composite index that makes up Shanghai and Shenzhen? Why not we break them up and have a closer look? If you break them up, this is the Shenzhen Stock Exchange, SSE. And now the distance looks a lot wider. Can you see that? Now the distance is so far apart. Okay? Similarly, when you look at Shanghai, it's kind of a joke when people tell me Shanghai is in a bubble state because we are not even as high as 2018. We are here. We are not even as high as the 2016. And not to talk about the 2015. Okay? Shanghai Index. And of course, let's not forget the most common and most popular index in uh, the, the Southeast Asia region or the Asia region, which is Hang Seng Index. And when you look at Hang Seng, can you even see the bubble? I can't. I really can't. Okay? 2018 was here. 2015-16 was here. And now we are here. We are not even close. Guys, we are not even close. Okay? So when people tell you it's in a bubble, guess what? You must do your own research, have a closer look, and see what's going on. Okay? And right now, when you look at information, the charts, it just doesn't show that it is in a bubbly state. Now, granted, it is higher than two weeks ago, of course, because the index all went up by close to 10% since then. But it has not reached a state where it's an unsustainable bubble. And you can see that there's fiscal spending pushing the market. All right. So I just want to show you what is called potentially a bubble. This looks like a potential bubble. <laughs> What's this? This is NASDAQ. Okay. We had a 30 something percent drop. And then now we boom, we are all the way up here. And this, if you want to call it bubble, maybe it's a bit closer, but there's no way this is a bubble. Right, okay. So, guys, I'm not saying that NASDAQ is definitely a bubble, but always look at things in perspective, in context. Okay, guys, can you all type in the word context? Context matters, context always matters. All right, for example, I'm a damn tall guy. All right, I'm very proud to say that I'm over 1.8 meters tall in Singapore. I will be easily like a bubbly tall, too tall. But if I'm in UK or in Scandinavian country, I will be average. So this is how you should look at the market. Ask yourself. Look at the context of it. Are we really in a bubbly state? Or is this just a sustainable bull run from a COVID crash? Okay? Now, I want you to make your own judgment here. I don't want to give you preconceived notion, but I, I'm just here to share with you the facts. Okay? So the information is this. Margin lending is still low, 4% compared to 10% in the past. There's strong fiscal spending. And when there's strong fiscal spending, the money will flow to the corporate and that's why the corporate earnings will tend to go up higher. Okay, and that's what a lot of countries are doing right now for COVID. Okay, the next one, the COVID controlment, uh, con controlment, containment effort is a lot better in China right now based on the data we have. Therefore, there's a good chance that the market will actually recover as promised. Okay, last but not least, on average, China still looks cheap when you look at the historical PE, when you look at the charts wise. Okay. So last but not least, I want to share with you guys is this. Guys, news in these days, in the context of this day and age, 
in social media, in all these um, news outlets, they are no longer news. Nowadays, news, the only way they can survive is to get your clicks and your eyeball. Okay? And whenever you read news about a very detrimental crash coming, I want you to always remember this article by Reuters, where they say the China bull market just begun in April 2015. And two months later, the market crashed by close to 40%. Okay? So I'll leave you with this. Okay? So if you guys have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them and I'll see uh, what are the things that you guys want to ask me. Okay? So let's just nice half an hour. Wow! I timed this really fantastically. All right? So let's do a five-minute Q&A. Okay? So let's see what questions you guys may have. Uh, so, okay, so someone asked, how can a buyer's cost a spike uh, know when to enter? Okay, I don't really know what you're asking, but one way to look at it is someone will ask, why do these people still go in and buy uh, before the, the spike? How do they know? The thing is, no one knows, all right? It is probably a market sentiment movement where someone saw someone else is investing and then they saw the price start to jump and then they want to hop on the bandwagon, they FOMO and they keep on doing this. Okay, all right, all right. And, and Felicia's, Got it totally right, right? Compared to the US debt, whatever China is doing is, is really nothing, you know, it's compared to nothing, right? It's really, really next to nothing, okay? So, any more questions? Let's take a look. Um, let's see, any more questions? Okay, so Lauren is saying that the China has less debt, uh, you know, engines are shutting down and, and people are moving electric plants to Asia. Exactly, right? Look at Tesla. Tesla just opened up a Shanghai uh, plant. In China, okay. So if the EV thing goes well, guess what? US company is going to benefit tremendously. All right, fantastic, good job, Terence. Very, very good job. Okay, all right. Um, blah, 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 blah. okay, this person really want to ask questions, so I don't know what 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 was the what's the main thing. Huh? How come the first group of buyer entered? Okay, so guys. Whenever there's a spike up in the trend, there must be a first group of buyer. Now, who are those first group of buyer? Where they come from? How they know? The thing is this, we never find out. We will never find out, okay? If we know, we will be the market players. We will be the market makers, okay? So guys, focus on questions that matters to you. Focus on questions that you can impact and make a difference, okay? So for, for, for these listeners, right, for this person watching, I just want to tell you, right, there's no point trying to find out who is this first group of buyer. Because even if you find out who they are, guess what? You're not going to be part of them. It is never going to be the case, all right? This is the retail investor we're looking about, right? So don't look at it. Just ask yourself right now, which are the companies that stands to benefit from the recovery of the market, the recovery of the economy by China, okay? And of course, the market can be a bit frothy right now. But in context, once again, to me, it doesn't look like a crazy run yet, okay? It doesn't look like a crazy run yet. Okay, all right. Um, let me see. All right, exactly. Right, someone is saying the COVID containment is so strict in China, especially in Wuhan. Right, so exactly that's why the situation in China looks a lot better. I even hear people talking about you know, uh, they were they were being quarantined in Singapore. Right, actually they sent their family back to China. I saw this article back then. Right, they sent their family back to China. No, I thought you're nuts. Right, like Singapore is doing it so well, but he felt that in China is even better. They are controlling even stricter. So yeah, right? So think about it. Is China that bad 
the economy recovery after all, as compared to US, because US has been running up a lot in the last two months. Okay, in the last two months. Okay, yeah. So Ross is having friends in China. Ross talking about is recovering well in different cities. Yeah, exactly, guys. Talk to people. Talk to people. Okay. All right. So. So okay. So Chiwa is asking, right? The myth of the bubble being burst. Now, Chiwa, I'm not saying that this is not a bubble hundred percent. In fact, we'll never know for sure. But if you ask me right now, based on the facts, it doesn't look like it. Okay, can I be wrong? Hey guys, do you think I can be wrong? Put in the comments, do you think I can be wrong? 100% yes, I can be wrong. But always you have to make your judgment, make your decision. Because if you don't make a decision, you don't decide, guess what? You're going to freeze at the state and you're not going to proceed forward. That's not what you want to do as an investor. Okay, investing is always about taking calculated risks not reckless risk. Okay? Very good, Chiwa. Very good. Okay? Um, let me see. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, so there's a question about uh, investing in Chinese companies listed in US. Is it considered investing in China? Of course, it is. All right, it's just dual listing in China and in US, okay? But the second part of the question is very, very, very good. All right? It's asking, if the US market crash, would the Chinese company be affected too? The answer is, Yes, the answer is yes, okay? However, if you look at it, now we are looking at the economic recovery, China seems to be a lot better, all right? If you ask me, the odds of a second wave happening in US or China, and if you want me to place a bet, if I'm a betting person, uh, I will say second wave in US is a lot more probable than China, right? Okay, all right, so, so always remember, Yes, the world is linked, all right? When the US crash, everybody will be affected, but ask yourself where or what will be less affected, okay? Where or what will be less affected? Okay, fantastic, fantastic, okay? So yeah, so Jeremy right now is in Shanghai. Jeremy, I hope you're doing well, okay, Jeremy? And he's under quarantine, right? And his control measures are so strict. He said that it's even stricter than Singapore. Fantastic, thanks for sharing, Jeremy, okay? So any of you right now who are overseas, right? Please share with us the, 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 the situation outside because sometimes when we are in our home country, we are kind of blinded and not able to see outside and we just listen to the news. That's, that's not how you want to um, make your decision. Of course, reading the news is important, but you must be able to connect the dots and make your own judgment from there. Okay? All right. Fantastic. Okay? Um, right. Ah, okay. So there's one question about China ETF. Okay, so uh, there's China ETF in US and there's China ETF in Hong Kong as well. Okay, so to me, there's no strict differences because essentially there are same companies that's in the ETF. The key thing is whichever is easier for you. Okay, so for you, if you are investing in US already, it's easier for you to buy Chinese ETF in the US market. Go ahead and do that, right? Or if you're already in the Hong Kong market, and buying the Hong Kong ETF is easier, then go ahead and do that. But of course, if you want to do options, definitely US is a better place to do it because it's more liquid compared to Hong Kong. Okay? But in short, you do not want to invest. Um, you don't want to have too much obstacle when you invest. Right? You, know I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Like when you're just starting to invest, you don't want to like, oh, you know, I die, die. Let's say you're in US and you're like, oh, I definitely want to invest through the Hong Kong route. And it makes it very difficult for you. And guess what? Halfway through your journey, you're just going to give up because it's too tough. Right? When you're starting off something, always do the easier way first. All right? I know this sounds controversial, right? People always say, must do things the hard way, must be hardworking. No. You want to gain the momentum as you go, 
try to do the easy things first. Okay, try to do the easy things first. All right, fantastic. Okay, uh, yeah, Jeremy is in the hotel right now. Good job. All right, stay safe. Okay, and yeah, so David is saying they may not be done with the first wave. I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. So guys, once again, uh, we're coming to a forty-five minutes mark. Uh, love all of you here. Uh, I, I apologize, I can't answer all the questions because some of the questions go very, very deep. I think if I go into that, we're going to stay here until midnight. And who wants to stay here until midnight with me? Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so guys, make sure um, you guys, if you are going to watch more or you want to learn more from our community, the next level group, we're going to push out a lot of valuable content at no cost at all. Okay. And, and some people actually ask me, right? Like, 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 hey, how, how do you guys um, make money when, when, when this happened? Uh, when you're doing this uh, uh, at no cost for free to people? And, and I say, guys, we have a business, right? Don't, don't get me wrong. We still have a business on our end and we still make money. But the thing is this, can we share abundance with everybody? Can we share abundance, right? For me to tell you about the Chinese stock market today and sharing with you how I think about the market, does it take a piece from me? Does it take a, a chunk of meat for me? Does this? No. But I'm certain that many of you would benefit from this session. Okay? So for those of you who have not joined us, please join us in the Endless group. Uh, we call it Endless because it's Next Level All-Star, N-L-A-S. Okay? Let me, let me put that in. I think that's a very cool acronym, actually. All right? N-L-A-S. And all right, join the group. I'm going to post the link again for you guys to, to uh, have a look. Okay? So join us and I want to make sure you guys um, get the best content you have during this period because we know everyone is doing their best to get through this and we want to help you to get through this together. Okay? So I hope you guys learned a lot from this session. If you learn from this session, guys, type in the comments. What should you all type? You all should type the word China. Okay? Type in C-H-I-N-A. Type in the word China. All right? So I hope you guys learned a lot from this session. And if any more questions, put in the comments. I'll take time to go through your comments uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow. And once again, the US stock market is going to open in one hour's time. So for those of you who are investing, all right, make sure you don't miss it. Just have a look at the market, see if there's opportunity for you. Okay? If not, that's all I have and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to All Your Decisions. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. To access our best resources, go to the All Your Decisions group on Facebook. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any decisions, consult a professional.